okay. <laughs> actually saw Hamilton the weekend of Nashcon. I uh, I saw it in New York, um, and I was there uh, with my partner and her mom, and I was like, it "Seems kind of weird, but maybe weird enough to be good." Uh, it's like, it's like, kind of a hip hop like take on the founding fathers. I don't know, maybe it'll be way too American, but it might be really good. And uh, my mother-in-law was like, "That's gonna be terrible. We shouldn't see that." And my partner and I convinced her that we should see it, and uh, she still wasn't totally sold on it, but we both totally loved it. So it was great. Of course it was, but no one knew that when we went to see it. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really good. So I felt, I felt really hipstery. Like I got to be in there kind of before everyone else knew it was a thing. Hipstery. Uh, I didn't know it was a thing until like right now. Oh yeah. Uh, Hamilton is great. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's, uh, it's totally worth checking out. And, uh, e- even if you don't have access to like, uh, Broadway musicals, um, the soundtrack is fantastic. So uh, Lynn Manuel, who um, did music for Moana and uh, a num- number of other things, who's incredibly talented, and made this really awesome musical about a relatively unknown American founding father who actually has a pretty amazing story. Pretty cool. I'm gonna Google it here in a second. I feel like kind of like I'm mansplaining just because I feel like these things are very known in the circles that I've traveled in, but um, cut me off if I am. No, I mean, all I can eat, I never even heard of it. Mm, H-A-M-I-L-E? No, T-L-E. Yeah, well, Hamilton, yeah. Like the founding father. Like the guy on the $10 bill. Right. Now, there was some delightful controversy immediately following that. Because everyone was like, we were planning to change what was on the $10 bill. And <laughs> timing was not ideal. Because suddenly everyone was a fan of the least known and least um, interesting American founding father. So in the original Broadway production, Lynn manuel plays the lead. He plays Hamilton. And there's some great music in it. Um, but uh, he was invited to the White House about... Oh, it's almost a decade ago now. No, nah, not quite that much. Um, to perform some music from his, at the time, Tony Award-winning musical before Hamilton was a thing. And he previewed the the first kind of working draft of a song there. I feel like you've got to be pretty confident in your own personal genius to be invited to perform at the White House and do like a, I'm not sure if this is going to be good yet, but this is something I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think it's cool. Obviously, as a fan of both Star Wars and the musical Hamilton, I felt like it was a good show to invest in. Yes. I didn't actually realize I was wearing it today, where it's fairly apt. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is new. Newish. Y- yeah, I mean, like, yeah. It, it, last 10 years. Probably last four years. Yeah, my sense of time is not great, but I feel like it, it is very recent. <laughs> Legionnaires came into the chat channel and he said, uh, "Interesting way to start that, Tim. Cut me off if this sounds off. Comes off as mansplaining." <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a thing, right? Like it's uh, <laughs> I I consider myself a fairly educated person, but I know it's really easy to fall into the trap of just being like, "Well, didn't you know?" And sometimes you can be an asshole doing that. 
You uh, I, I, you I ready for lock and load? That way to a whole bunch of eighteen-year-olds. Mm. Well, didn't you know electrons orbit the nucleus? Let me teach or explain that. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, you ready for lock and load? Um, I got a weird couple of weeks. I got a funeral for my dad this weekend mm -hmm. and I'm flying out tomorrow morning and I'm there with my sister and spending time with family. And then I'm going to Vancouver and driving down with people from Vancouver to lock and load. So it's like, it's kind of a break because then I come back and have to do another funeral in a different city um, with a whole different like circle of people. So my experience right now is man, there's estate arrangements and there's invitations, there's people to talk to and eulogies to write and all those things. And I guess in the middle, I get to play some fucking trolls. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, so like lock and load is way less of a thing that I'm preparing for right now than it normally would be. So I'm probably just going to scrub out. Here's hoping I don't though. If you guys see me on a stream, wish me luck. Yeah, I got uh while you're doing lock and load, I'm doing M3 to try to get another spot. And we got another spot coming up for a qualifier, so we'll be trying for that one. My, uh, I was up for dinner with a bunch of the folks at Rochester, and uh, Bubba was very confident that you would earn your slot soon. He was like, <laughs> I was like, Gonzo's going to all these points events. He's like, it doesn't matter how many points he gets, he's gonna qualify soon. And I was like, really? That's, that's really nice of you to say, Bubba. And he's like, odds are nice things, I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> Well, I got this one, and I, I I know what my competition is going into it, um, and that's going to be the issue, because I know who's all going. Uh, I got to turn on my ceiling fan. We'll be right back. Um, let's go ahead and go with uh, everybody gets six, since it was kind of a short uh, little type thing we did yes uh, last week, um, and y'all can go and talk about what you're going to do while I turn on my ceiling fan. Excellent. With these six awarded experience points, I will be banking it. <laughs> Sorry, that's really uninteresting. And thank you, um, thanks experience points. It's like a like a Jewish thing. I don't know. Anyway. It's okay. The internet's still gonna go wild over it anyway. Yeah. Um. So actually, I'm seriously considering, and you guys should talk me out of this or not. I'm seriously considering the heal slash harm horsepower. Ooh, that's actually a really good one. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Most of the time, I'd probably use it to heal with, like using my intelligence. Uh, but it's but it bases off your intellect, which is obviously something that Malokia is very, very good at. Uh, and it leans into her kind of like wanting to fix things and sort of fix people. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes the like, you know, the medicine work and the, like the attention to those sort of details, that sort of surgical mastery, like directly lined into her kind of channeling her own intellect. And then I think there's some potential there, not that it's going to come up all the time, but for the story moment of using the dark side version of that. Where she's like, you know, just reaches out with her brain and just like slams damage directly into something or someone because of a, a kind of intense moment. Anyway, that's that's what I'm leaning toward. That's my thought right now. Um, I I would, however, like to petition if uh, if the GM would uh, accept this to get a mentor discount on it based on all of the reading she's been doing of Turk's books. Uh, you do get a mentor discount because all basic type things that are not really high up in the force trees. You won't get it, but you remember you still have your datacron. Yes. Wait. Well, the yeah. The exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm. I'm doing. I'm yeah. gonna check the use mentor discount box on the character thing, and I'm gonna select the basic power, and that is what I'm doing with my earned experience points. Yeah. Until y'all start getting into the very weird and crazy force powers, 
Like, oh, I'm going to lift, you know, I'm going to bring down a Star Destroyer, you know. You're not going to get, you know, mentor discounts for the upper, higher echelon of stuff. But definitely the um, basic. Yeah, the basic wanna, one, yeah. yeah. You know, basic ones. Uh, so that's okay. Not a big deal. Um, I didn't hear if anybody else was going to get anything. I'm letting the uh, applet boot up. Yeah, and while we're doing it, why don't everybody go give me a um, Destiny Point roll, too, while we're at it. And see where everybody's Force Points or Destiny Point we're going to get. Rocking and rolling! Ah, <laughs> oh, Gand, you had to ruin it for me. Uh, I... I... That'll be my one lucky thing all night. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be capable, but I won't be lucky the rest of the evening. Yep. Um, for anybody following us on Twitch and you're new to the uh, area, we they cannot respond to chat. Uh, I may laugh or you know put something in it, but we won't be saying much. That way we can keep the game going, keep it here. Uh, but you are allowed to make comments, and at the end we kind of do a quick talk through and then laugh about it. Uh, we'll be doing about two hours today um last left off y'all just do a y'all did a, like a quick supply run if you want to call it a supply run um i almost finished all of star wars rebels so uh i'm at the I very end of it um i'm at the very end of star wars rebels so we can we can talk about that a little bit later i've got a, a few more episodes to go um so other than that y'all can Muhaha, all your deep thoughts whenever I get done. Uh, is everybody racing all the way up to the end? Yeah. I have not yet. Okay. I know what happens because I knew that uh, me getting my hands on it would be a little bit more difficult, but I, I am. So I'm up to. Uh, I, I, I can talk about it and not really worry about spoiling anything okay. i got a few more episodes i'll probably watch that uh probably friday morning and get that out of the way so uh yeah make sure everybody sets all their wounds and stuff to zero and um if you have any things going on that way everything's, everybody's all set um y'all have just finished the supply run uh we will not be doing any um space combat this week uh, i know we talked about that as something that might happen I'm going to try to get some good time in to read about it for next week, but no guarantee. Um, I do want to try to do it next week because I want to get us in, in some space combat and kind of play around with that. Um, but no guarantee. Deal? Deal, Gonzo. Deal. Sounds great. All right. Um, okay. Uh, so pretty much is everybody back at the base, a.k.a. what we see on the screen. And y'all are just finishing up the supplies, um, going over what y'all found. Um, nothing out of the ordinary is found within the supplies. It's typical rations, food, um, energy packs, you know, what y'all were looking for and what the um, other rebels were expecting. What about things to tinker with mechanically? Things to tinker with mechanically. I will let you give me a search roll to see if you can find anything that would come out of the ordinary. Because can I know what Mel, you're looking for. 
can Mel make a list of the things that she's interested in and ask Gans to look through the supplies for them? <laughs> you can ask one or the other. So one of the two yes. people can search. Okay. So um, she's she's familiar with Gans' incredible inventory taking techniques, and he has been the person who supplied them with all of the incredible camping provisions previously. So she's going to make a good list of all the things that could be useful to her or might be useful to her and really kind of lay that out in a fairly encyclopedic way. Mm-hmm. Give that list to him and say, if you can look through the supplies that we mentioned to salvage and find anything, I'm hoping to make some upgraded armor for the group here. And uh, uh, it would be really helpful to have anything on this list. And nods. <laughs> okay. Um, Again, a few words. You can look and you can do a search roll. Uh, there will be a higher difficulty because you are looking for some things that are way above the norm. Because this is a supplies run. This isn't a um, specific type thing. So not only is two purples, you get at least one red until we start getting into the higher ones. So... Do two purples and at least one red. Let's see. Having some weird computer issues with. Uh, so that would be a perception check? Yes. Okay. Nope, that's a negative streetwise, so that isn't going to help. <laughs> so we'll roll this. Nope, and boxes fall on me. <laughs> you go to start digging and stuff, and you, you like climb over and climb her down and fall off. You sit there and you look, you're looking in there, Mel, and you're like, "Is this in there? Is this in there?" And he like holds up something to show it to you, and you're like, "No, that's not it." So when he puts it back down, he falls off some of the crates and lands down and kind of crashes. No damage. You're just more embarrassed than anything. That's why we've been banned from the salvage supply area by the other <laughs> commanders. I was going to reluctantly shake her head and see if she can still use what she's got to make something really simple in her country rather than okay. exciting battle armor she was hoping to put together. Um, Frizz, what are you planning on doing right now? Um, probably. I'm trying to remember what condition I was left at the end of that session. I think I was actually pretty good, so I'm probably not recovering anymore. <laughs> probably practicing or something. She hasn't done anything recently productive except getting hurt or eating. In eating, getting hurt and eating. Uh, where are you uh, practicing at? Are you practicing at the top like you were that one night? Yeah, I like it up there. Okay. I figured, I mean, that seems to be like your area that you like to go to. Um, okay, you're up there practicing. Um, anybody need anything to do particular, or are we just going to go, let, let me just run with it right now? Why don't you just uh, run with it right now? Yeah, but barring the ability to start working on anything, Mel is just anxious to move on to the next thing. Okay. Um, all right. While y'all are digging up there, uh, Frizz, you're up there, you know, kind of flinging your saber around, throwing snacks in your face at the same time type stuff. Um, in your floppy hat, of course, in all of its glory. Um, <laughs> you're sitting there and, you know, you're just kind of, you know, practicing. And all of a sudden, you feel pebbles kind of roll up and hit your foot. 
They're, I mean, they're just decent size. What's that? They're decent sized pebbles. I mean, they're not like rocks. They're just, you know, dime size. Um, she's gonna look around. You you haven't even noticed it, but you notice a little bitty bat creature standing next to you, uh, on the side, uh, just kind of like looking at you and smiling. Oh no! What was his name? <laughs> Is that my buddy? I'm gonna let you look it up. I don't remember his name. Is it Mayak or? Yeah. yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, uh, he, he's, he's like looking at you and just kind of gives you the, that, that, that normal smile he's got with the big old sharp teeth. Oh, I'm going to say, how to him? I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, last time I ran into him was after the mission where we retrieved that old guy, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't I'm seen him since. How he's doing? Um, pretty good. Um, been doing a few things. Um, of course, hunting and scouting and finding all the little things we need to do to take out these Sith. I'm gonna ask him. Speaking of, if he has an idea of maybe the next course of steps that we'll be taking in our journey to get there. No, not right now. Mm. He's like, I'm just doing my job. Keeping my eye out, trying to find things. What about you? <laughs> Nothing. Training. Preparing. What about what about that? And he points down, and he points down to the the fighter pilot. Oh, is he below the building? Well, if you look, the building is right. the The main building is right near the 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 port area so he notices the fighter pilot sitting down there and he kind of points at him he goes what about that so what about that he's my friend he's hanging out there um i'm going to you know i don't really think there's anything for me to see the bad guy honestly i probably haven't seen malika or the gone for a while um she'll probably be tidying up with her fighting and probably setting inside soon See what they're doing. Alright. Keep an eye out because um I'm sure something's gonna happen pretty soon. Cause we got plenty of things going on. Also, keep an eye out for um, our little Twi'lek our uh, little Twi'lek friend. She's a little crazy. I'm gonna take <laughs> heed to that that she is. And he kind of just leaps off the edge of the building. We got a surplus of crazy going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> just a few crazy people. I mean, she's a little crazy, but he's a little crazy. And I mean, I, I'm wholly unsurprised that these are Turk's friends. Because <laughs> he was a little crazy, too. Turk was not crazy. Turk just With Lana built the ship, I sort of envisioned what Turk would have added to the ship. No problem. I had a chance to look at it. I'll look at it uh, later on and we'll, we'll go over it and see if there's anything outrageous on it. Uh, I'll probably post those up uh, under the Facebook page so people can see the ships and stuff. And um, Jackie, if you want to post the pictures that you draw up on the More Than Dice, you're more than welcome to. Uh, oh, really? We'll I have quite a few. I might have to sort through them. Make a, make a folder up and stuff and I don't have a problem with that. Let me know. That way you can have your cool stuff up. 
Um, okay. Uh, a little time goes by. Um, probably a couple hours or so. Um, y'all are done searching. Um, Frizz, everything's done with your training. As I quote training. <laughs> but um, it's pretty solid. You've got what you need done. Uh, it's kind of pretty busy around here. People moving snacks around. It, it's getting kind of late. Uh, you can definitely tell because people are starting to move away from the pad and they're starting to go inside. Um, Frizz, you smell that it is almost time to eat dinner <laughs> before you notice it. <laughs> As um, you can tell that uh, the droid is also cooking up a good meal. Droid's becoming my new best friend. <laughs> so other than that, um, you're more than welcome to go eat. We already know I am. Yeah. Um, so, you go down. Um, I'm guessing Gand and Mel are going to eventually make their way to food. Um, Gand probably walk in, pick up his can of food, and then walk somewhere else. Okay. Uh, you pretty much have the entire crew, the, the entire group of people uh, standing there. Um, milling around. A couple of people started sitting around outside in the in the uh, sitting area is what we called it, or your area that you were doing maps and stuff. Um, and everybody's just idle chit-chatting. Nothing crazy, nothing big. Just a lot of having fun, chilling out. Camaraderie. The, uh, the sort of setback with gathering supplies from last time has Mel back in the books. She's uh, still reading through a bunch of Turks' notes. And she's brought them to dinner. Hasn't really looked up to make eye contact with anybody. Just reading her books, kind of going over the notes, making a new sort of revised shopping list that she's going to use to, like, maybe track some stuff down in the field if the opportunity presents itself. Okay. She takes a few minutes to make sure that the food that she's gathered is not made out of something that was once alive. And then she goes off to quietly eat and read by herself. Okay. Uh, if you want... Um, if you're looking for whatever you're looking for specifically, write that down, send it to me in a message. That way I can get a look at it and I can, you know, if you're looking for a cross hilt, you know, or stuff to make a cross hilt, just give me a list. That way I can look at it and I can kind of plan for it instead of just saying, hey, random, it shows up. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all pretty ad hoc. So if you want to just make it up, you can. It's the things necessary to make some battle armor. Okay. Approximately the resource equivalent of those things. Okay. Or just give me a list of what you're looking for or what you're going to be doing. Sure. Um, that way I can that way I can kind of put it in there and hold it with it. It's uh it's it's much more abstract than that. It just is like twelve hundred and fifty rarity for items. So, okay, like to make combat armor. That's all. So, so you don't die as quickly. Yeah, it's it's very like you you can make up whatever it is. It's very ad hoc. So. Okay. I get I can pick it up, but it, it's probably easier if you make it up. Like as much as looking for anything that would kind of fit that bill, whether it's some kind of precious metal that could be refined in a particular way, or an alloy, or maybe even like um, some kind of I don't know material to make a, an extremely durable type of plastic. Okay. She'll make wooden armor if she needs to, just something that fits that bill. Wooden armor. <laughs> wooden armor does not protect you much against a blaster. Depends on the kind of wood. Like, this is a wide galaxy. Just saying. Okay. Um, 
nothing really goes crazy with going on what's happening here. There's just simple um, chit chat. Um, a couple people kind of like, you know, make idle conversations. But nothing stands out as, you know, we need to discuss what's going on. Uh, other than that, the night pretty much winds down to nothing. Um, and PUC people start going off in their different directions to sleep for the night. So, if there's anything you need to do, let me know. If not, keep on going. Um, Mel's going to take the time again. She's been reading the books, going over any kind of Jedi notes, making her own list of things that she might find useful. Um, seeing if she can use that as a source of inspiration for like the kind of armor or armaments the Jedi went when they went to true war, which obviously hasn't happened for some time. Um, and then, you know, if anything strikes her as a, you know, a direction that uh, Turk would have wanted them to go while she's going over her notes here, she may, uh, she may move that need up. Uh, it's been kind of backburnered for a while while they've been working on the rebel quests. Correct. Um, not much as y'all have been kind of busy because you're, well, you're fighting the rebellion. <laughs> so far. Um, so, all right. Um, everybody pretty much heads off. Uh, everybody starts heading to bed. Um, while you're asleep, uh, you hear an alarm going off. A large, you know, whooping alarm going off within your facility. Um... And it is extremely loud. What are you going to do? This is the first time we've heard that alarm, right? No, this is the first time you've heard this alarm. Okay. Uh, Gand is going to move from his room on the ship to a turret. <laughs> Probably hmm? the top turret. Okay. Uh, you move uh, to the top turret, uh, and you can see some flashing lights going off, and people are running into the main building. Into, into the main building. Mel's going to poke her head at her window. Is there anything up in the sky? Like, first, most immediate danger is, are we just being invaded? No. No, no ships, no battles, no... Blaster, nothing like that. All right. Well, with that off the menu, she's going to grab her lightsaber and the book she's reading and <laughs> rush toward the, the sort of command center. Okay. Uh, yeah, your, your designated meeting type thing. Okay. Um, Frizz? Ditto that. Okay. She jumps out of her bed, grabs her lightsaber, and just runs towards wherever the commotion would be, probably where everyone's going. Okay. Um, Dan? A7, do we need... Uh, I'll, I'll contact A7 on comms. Uh-huh. Uh, do we need to fire up the ship? No. Just get to the, get to the meeting room. Uh, 10-4. And, uh, Dan then exits the ship. <laughs> okay. Um, you get there pretty much as airbase gathered around, and there's already holographic images coming up of a planet and other ships that are around, uh, flying. Um, of course, Lottie and Sarge are standing pretty much right in the center. Um, Sarge is looking around and he's like, all right, everybody's here. Let's get started. Um, 
guys, we have a possible, possible chance of rescuing a few Jedis. Um, oh. We have just received communication. We need to make 100%. So what we need to do is we need to send a few people off to this planet, contact the people we have there, and if the information is good, we need to go onto this planet and rescue the few that we have. The problem is, as you can see, there are a couple of cis ships flying around it. So it's not going to be... Do we have any way to get it undetected? We can try some old codes, but I don't think that's going to work. I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to fly around from the other side of the planet and come in and fly low the whole way. Um, this planet has a small civilization on it that is a bunch of civilians, but most of it, um, especially the out up above it, is patrolled nothing but by Sith. Um, but there is one small establishment that we think where our contact is and where we think we might be able to head to. And then from there, we can go from that location. Well, if there's a chance of rescuing Jedi, uh, I'm in. I'm, I'm happy to take the ground portion of the mission. Well, we're going to have... Um, I can't, can't... I totally forgot his name still. I went to look it up again. Uh, our pilot, our fighter pilot. Oh, um... The guy who coined the snack pack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chad. Chad. <laughs> he's uh, he's clearly a Chad. He's clearly a Chad. Uh, is going to provide some protection and a diversion because we think that he might be able to get, you know, he's one of the few people that could go in and get out and provide some good distraction, per se. He's certainly been an ace pilot in the encounters we've had so far. And he, he looks over at you and he kind of tips his hat and gives that little nod like, yep, I am. Mel uh, has a moment where kind of things are really academic and intellectual and everyone's kind of understanding each other and she's speaking in her purely rational way. And then his demeanor changes to sort of flirty for a second and she just kind of backs right off and feels uncomfortable. <laughs> Did not sign up for that. <laughs> Uncharted territory. Um, other than that, I think that's pretty much what we're going to have to do. Um, we're going to have Chad provide a diversion. We're going to do a drop of troops from a very high altitude into where we need to be. And then you will have to go in, contact the individual, get the information. If the information is good rescue who we have there. Frisbiz. Uh, she's going to start jumping up and down with her hand sticking out of the crowd of people and go, I interject. Uh, make her way towards the front. Um, do you know what kind of condition these captives are being held in? No. They in no idea? No. And we have no idea like nothing. All we know is that one of our contacts is, says that they believe that there is a few Jedi captured with on this base 
and they've sent the proper distress signal. So we're expecting y'all to jump in. Do some breaking and entering. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to provide you, you three, with a set of suits that'll let you jump in. And then y'all do your deeds. Dottie will be near y'all, but not within the area. She'll be a relay calm out of distance away. So whenever it's time to go or if we need to go, we can do it. So Sarge looks at all three of you and goes, pack your shit. It's time to go. Why is it always us? Gam slides his uh, vibro knuckles over his fingers. Okay. You slide it over. Um, pretty much everybody else is starting to get ready. A7's already started. Uh, lighting up the ship. Getting a few other things. Um, you notice that A7 and Dottie are going to be on uh, your transport. Um, you see Chad lighting up his. Um, and everybody else is staying back. Is Dottie the same person as Lottie? A Lottie, I should say. I'm sorry. Yes, Lottie, <laughs> not Dottie. Lottie. <laughs> I was like, is that the big droid? No. <laughs> droid's name is. Droid's name is. I haven't figured out Droid's name yet. Uh, no, Dottie. Lottie, okay. excuse me. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's waiting on the ship with you. She's actually in the co-pilot seat with A7. When y'all get on. Uh, kitchen droid is clearly B8-Q. <laughs> says Q. <laughs> Um, other than that, um, ships start lighting up and A7 and Lottie are like, all right, we got about nine hours to go. Whenever we get there, be ready because it's time. Um, y'all right. get up, hit hyperspace and go. Um, while you're in there, Lottie is like, uh, here is suit one, two, and three. Here is the jetpack on one, two, and three. Here is how you use jetpack so you don't die when you land. Mel's gonna pay very close attention. <laughs> <laughs> she gives you a rundown of a uh, an orbital suit uh, that's gonna help you get down to the surface undetected. Um, there's not much to it. It's pretty much just a jetpack, a helmet. And a suit that you would wear over your normal clothes. That's piloting planetary, right? To use a jetpack? <laughs> uh, she actually teaches you how to do it and gives you over that when you get to this altitude, you hit this button. You go below that altitude and you don't hit that button, there's a chance you might die. So please don't do that. Other than that... Um, they tell you that this village that you're going to is doesn't have much to it. Um, there is no starport. There is no nothing. Um, so I would definitely dress a little incognito. Uh, I know you can't help certain things, but definitely. It's not easy being blue. Yeah. 
It's not easy being a giant insect. Yeah. Just don't be stupid is what she's saying. Don't go flashing sabers. Kind of disguise yourself as much as you can. On principle, I try not to use my saber unless we need to. Okay. Um, other than that, uh, it, it, like I said, it, it takes roughly about eight to nine hours to get there. Uh, you pull off and you, you hear Chad. He's like, all right, give me just a little bit and I definitely will give you a diversion to you get down on the planet and drop these kiddos off. If he's talking over the comms, is it fair to describe it as chatter? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, about 30 or 40 minutes later, you hear you hear the, the comm come over, and he's like, all right. When you hear the sign, you know to go. Uh, and you look off, and you see his ship just kind of fly off and everything. Um, and you notice that off in the distance, you start seeing small bits of explosions in the air, in space. And Lottie's like, here we go. And all of a sudden, the ship just kind of pitches down 90 degrees and just starts heading down to the surface as quickly as possible. Um, gets kind of still uh, in the upper atmosphere. And as soon as it gets close, you can hear the hangar, the, the, the gangplank open up. And A7's like, go, get out. Before A7 has even started that, as soon as it was open, Gan just kind of quietly walks out of the ship. Okay. <laughs> um, you walk out and you... You were up in, in the upper atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Kind of aka a halo type jump. Yep. Anybody hesitant to do it? Anybody not going to do it? I'm going to do it, but I'm going to make sure I know which button I'm supposed to hit. <laughs> you got a big old button that's taped up. Punch here. <laughs> Mel's hesitant, but she's going to mentally review the instruction and then go for it. Okay. Uh, you launch out of it. Uh, it's pretty much the same thing. You pretty much are falling straight down. Um, you can actually kind of hear the explosions off in the distance as y'all are headed down to the planet. Um, and as soon as y'all are all out, the immediate, um, uh, your transport, I don't even know what y'all, y'all named it yet, flies off in, in a very quick Anyone's quickly. actually named the transport. No, I don't think any of y'all named the transports or any of your ships for the fact. Um, and then y'all fall. It does actually seem like it's taking a lot longer than you think, mostly because you're not used to this. But it's actually not very long before you actually hit the altitude that you need to. Um, and you can feel your suit kind of fill up with air. And then the, the packs that you're wearing start trying to slow your descent. Uh, the descent goes down. Um, not a huge, uh, not a, a jerking descent, but definitely um, slower than, it's not slowing down as quickly as you thought it would. It's actually pushing up a bit uh, against you and is going pretty slow. Um, about halfway through the final part, the jetpacks cut off. You drop really, really fast, and then they cut back on with a huge force to get you to land within the forested area that is your chosen target. 
you go through the branches and all of a sudden, you know, you're assaulted by branches is coming down, but nothing that's out of the ordinary. And you are now officially on the planet. Um, Mel dusts herself off, takes a moment to sort of mentally collect herself. Should we stash these suits somewhere nearby? I think they might look a little conspicuous if we wander into town wearing them. Frisbee is going to take off her helmet and start dry heaving. Oh, my Lord. Um, <laughs> yes, we just have to make sure that we, are, we return to the location we want to with these. Maybe not ditch them right away. Okay. Uh, we'll wait till we get close to the town that we're connecting with and stash them just outside town. Yeah. yeah you're, you're roughly probably about a good four to five miles away from where you need to, where you're supposed to go in. Um, Mel's going to take her time and, um, like take the, the suit off. Okay. She'll carry it there for the time being. Okay. Gambit's currently po pondering whether or not he is currently wearing two environment suits. Pretty much you are. Sort of a, a hat on a hat thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan takes off the outermost environment suit. Uh, <laughs> that's the space one. Yeah, that's the space <laughs> one. Even though technically I could survive the vacuum in the other one. Oh my goodness. Your suit's stacking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do that. Um, you Lottie comes over and says, Okay, guys. You need to find um, this, uh, oh, where, I can't remember the, the real name of the Hammerhead. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a Hammerhead, I can't remember their real name, Trandoshians or whatever. Oh yeah, there it is. Um, he will be wearing a red jacket, black boots, and blue type pants. Should be within somewhere within the town center. Um, you need to give him the phrase that you are looking for, uh, a protocol droid to help you with your moisture farming and see what he says. If he comes back with the correct phrase, blah, 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 that's your man. And they give you a phrase that you're supposed to say and a phrase that he's supposed to say back and you're good to go. Is it a hard phrase to remember? No, it's something simple and easy. Okay. That's the reason why it was a joke about a protocol droid for moisture farming. All right. Um, well, Mel's not going to waste the time they've been given. Um, she's going to start heading on their five-mile trek. Yeah. I think that since you two blend in better, that <laughs> I will hang back and follow you so it doesn't look like we're all walking into this That's very true. The three of us as a group are probably pretty recognizable at this point. You do remember there were wanted posters of y'all. And you two can blend in a lot more easily than I can. Because we're girls. <laughs> yeah, Actually, I was thinking because you're more humanoid. Oh, that too. <laughs> a six foot two blue person with red eyes. But yeah, no, that's good. It blends in. Um, I blend okay. in really well in cold environments <laughs> where there's snow and blue. Um, you pretty much go through go through the five mile trek. There's not a big deal. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. 
No wild, crazy fauna or flora that just attacks and kills you and eats you. Um, so, other than that, um, you get into town, and it's, it is very, very small. Um, very few vehicles that you notice as it's coming up. You can see that there's a lot of, like, basic, basic equipment. Very, very farmer village type. Um, you, they think there's probably maybe like a couple of hundred people in this place. So it's definitely not very busy. You're definitely, you, if you stand out, you're going to be seen. They're all humanoid, I assume. They're all humans, except for one or two, but a, a very, very, very heavy humanoid, uh, population. And human population, I should say, not just humanoid. So not especially cosmopolitan. The yeah. chest might stick out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't okay. take your hood down. Yeah, Mel's gonna. Um, she has the the robes, so she's gonna pull the hood up on the robes. Okay. And uh, she's gonna make um, you know, just just kind of pull the sleeves over her hands a little bit and make herself look a little bit less like anything at all okay hunch over she tends to wear kind of baggy nondescript clothing anyway so she's just emphasizing the baggy nondescript element of that <laughs> even more okay um you get a couple of stairs looking at y'all as y'all walk around uh but nothing that's out of the ordinary they know that you're not from here you can tell this is a small town type atmosphere um other than that, you can make to the town center, no problem. How um, big of a town is this? Do what? How big of a town is this? Like I said, maybe for a couple of hundred people. Okay. So not very big at all. Um, what is the surroundings of the town? It's all forest. All forest? Yep. And would like to climb a tree. Okay. Uh, you can go climb a tree. So you're not, are you not going to go in town? I'm not going to go in town because of the fact that uh, even though I blend in with every other gand and he actively tries to do that, it's very hard to cover up the environment suit Correct. with anything other than robes. So he doesn't really have a lot he can do to make him look different. Okay. So his thought was, I'll hang out in a tree and watch them through, uh, watch them. Through your scope? Yep. <laughs> okay. You're more than welcome. You can find one that's not a problem to go in. Okay. Athletics check? No, you, no not a big deal. This is pretty okay. heavy-witted. I'm not going to worry about it too much. Okay. You just take your time and you can get it. Not, not worth it. Going crazy. That is what I'm going to be doing while they're doing this. Okay. All right. Uh, Tim and Jackie. Um, well, Mel's definitely taking a sort of backseat to the actual human in the group. So she's going to say, do the talking. I'll make notes. And if anything emergent comes up, I, I'll say something. But okay. um, trying to find our contact and see if their information is legit. You've got the reins. That's, that's your moment to shine. Finally. Finally. <laughs> um, Mel's confidence is changing by the minute. <laughs> Not mine. Mine's so, uh, 
Frisbiz. She takes deep breath in, makes sure she makes herself look bigger than she is. Uh, and she just starts strutting, just strutting right through there, you know. Um, what? What? It, what um, they're at the center of the town, but what's going on there? Is there like a courthouse or? Um, there's just a large, like a fountain area. There's no water coming in, but definitely you can tell it's like a, a social center. Benches. There's a couple of kiosks of you know people set up different things to eat, and different things to sell. Uh, it's about mid afternoon, so I mean it, it's kind of busy, but not hugely. Did we get any intel on the way our guy looks, or yes, approximate location? Somewhere around this area, trans. What was it? Anthorian. Anthorian, um, with a red jacket, blue pants, black boots. Oh. Yeah. And then the code phrase. Well, he's going to be easy to see in the crowd if he's really close. Uh, he's actually going to be really easy to see, period, because the, they're a very large race. Um, very distinct head. <laughs> so it's not like you can go mm, and kind of just disappear with it. Are they so. the ones that go, me, 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 no. me, me, when they talk? No. <laughs> they're, more grunt, they're more they, grunt. Um, they're the hammerhead ones. Oh, oh, they're not the cute ones. Okay. They talk like a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should know that and, I have uh, one of those. They have they have two sets of lungs, so they can they can like emit a creepy bellowing thing that is actually kind of dangerous. So they uh they actively are like holding themselves back when they're talking to humanoids who don't have the same sensitivities as they do. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's what I thought. Give me a second. At least that's what ha what it was like back in the EU. There don't know go. what canon is right now. There you What's go. That? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also they're like like plant caretakers and nurturers that believe in like like restoring ecosystems. They're um they're basically shark hippies. <laughs> <laughs> um so he's he's going to be easy to spot. Um, so. I need to add Shark Hippie to their Wikipedia tonight. Um, it could be <laughs> um, well, good. Does Frisbiz spot him? Uh, you do see an individual that doesn't match that description. He well, stands out like a sore thumb. Well, she does, too. She's just going to walk confidently right on over to him. All right. They could be hidden in plain sight. Um, she's going to signal to Malik and just stand back a little bit, you know, just to keep our distance. Gone nice. to wherever he went. She doesn't know. She's more than happy to keep some distance from this exchange. Distance and anxiety are the watchwords. She could be anxious for the two of us. Um, so, yeah, so <laughs> Frisbiz goes up to this uh, this dude over here and she assumes is male. Um, they did call it as a male. Do I know my phrase? Mm-hmm. Um, is it the moisture farmer thing? Yeah, it's just whatever. It was, it was a joke about protocol droids and moisture farmers. Moisture farm. What's the difference between a protocol droid and a moisture farm? No. But you're looking for a protocol droid for your moisture farm. Mm. That harkens back to A New Hope when they say they don't need a protocol droid because they're doing moisture farming. Mm -hmm. well, that's what Frisbiz is going to say. She's going to say, I don't need a protocol droid for moisture farming. Uh, he, he comes back with the correct phrase. And then uh, says to follow me. Right. Um, she's going to make sure her hood's pretty up high and her mm -hmm. hands are covered and whatnot. And uh, she's going to skulk behind him. Okay. 
Uh, you walk off. Um, Gain, you're going to stay there. Mel, you're going to follow? Uh, yeah, having been given the go-ahead, Mel's going to kind of glance around to make sure no one else is following. Okay. And she's going to follow as well. All right. Uh, you can... You can you follow off, and he takes you back into... Um, looks like what would kind of be his house. Um, opens the door to this domicile and uh, walks in and beckons you to come in also. Frizz walks on into his hut there. Okay. Uh, she immediately looks around to make sure there's nothing threatening nearby. Uh, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. Uh, nothing kind of stands out. Uh, nothing pushes your eye around everywhere. Okay. Uh, it, and it's a small little hut. It's just one room type building. Um, dirt floor. Um, a bed big enough for him. A little place to eat. So there's not much to this place. So... Um, he takes a seat and beckons and looks at you two to come on in, close the door, and tells you to hurry up. Well, she does the thing. She has no problem taking a seat. Okay. Mel? Mel's going to follow along as well. Okay. Take a seat. She's um, making no secret to the um, the contact that she's there, and obviously part of the team. Um, but she is kind of being careful about not making her presence too obvious to anybody who might be watching or listening from outside. Okay. Uh, you, you really don't notice anything out of the ordinary. I mean, you did get a couple of glances your way as you were going, but nothing that you know, maybe you peek up, you know. Nothing that set off any alarms. Um, he Good, says, we've set up enough alarms for one session. <laughs> um, he looks at you and is like, um, so... Um, you got my payment? I thought our presence was the payment. I'm about to give you information that either A, is going to get me killed, or B, cause a lot of problems here on our planet. Yeah, and um, we have your payment, uh, but the Twilight has it. She said that you guys already discussed and that this was taken care of, or at least will be afterwards. I need my payment taken care of before I give you any information. Okay. Over comms. Yes. Did you turn on your comms so that I can hear what's going on? Uh, yeah. Um, I'll turn on my comm and just sort of tilt it outward so it's easy for him to hear what's being said. You can hear everything that's being said. No problem. You going to do something particular? Uh, I was going, I, I haven't heard anything that's going on currently. I just, you guys were still talking. I haven't heard any of the things that he has currently just said to her. Okay. You're what not getting the information until I'm paid. What payment was arranged? Um, we discussed credits. The contact was supposed to bring me credits so I could get off this planet. We could provide you escort off the planet. No. Escort's not good enough. I'm going to need something to live off of when I'm out of here. Mel. Can, do you think that... Ask him if the uh, information needs to be acted on today or if the information can be acted on tomorrow. 
Mel's aware their distraction might be kind of time sensitive, so she doesn't love the nature of the question, but she relays it. Um, how time sensitive is this intel? Um, well, you saw the ships that are up there right now. They're here to probably take a few or destroy a few or do whatever they need to do. They're not here for their health. Okay. Uh, we can offer you escort off the planet and credits once we're off. Assuming the information checks out. That's the best I can do. You need to speak to Lottie and you need to get me my credits because you're not getting it until I get my credits. Ask the Athorian if you'd be willing to discuss this in the woods. That's suspicious enough. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> that sounds like murder. Gan trying to get, Gan, Gan knows that this is the kind of thing that he would actually be able to do if he could make it into town. I just want to point out that Prismis just starts laughing for no reason. Mel <laughs> <laughs> kind of like steals herself for a moment. And she says, listen, I don't want to play hardball here, but we want to get our people off this planet and you can't take blood from a stone. Obviously we have the credits and we can give them to you. They're with Lottie. She's not with us right now and not in a position to assist. We can offer you escort. We can help you off the planet. We can give you the money. Um, but we, we as soon as you talk to Lottie and you get my credits, I'll give you the information. And he says, you're free to leave now. How do we know this information checks out? Give us some kind of assurance that we can bring back to her. Gand is physically in pain listening to them negotiate. <laughs> That's not the thing I'm good Chris at. starts to frantically check her pockets in case maybe she actually was supposed to bring the credits. <laughs> she doesn't remember hearing about this part. He, uh, he like reaches over to this container, opens it up, and pulls out a lightsaber, drops it down. Is that enough for you? Mel's instantly curious, and she wants to, like, <laughs> Pick it up, it. put it away. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk and see what we can do. Um, she starts to lead the way out of the door, giving her hood up and features covered again. Um, before Frizz uh, leaves, she's going to try to see if she can open up a com uh, communication with Lonnie. Is she... Available or not at all? No, yeah, she's definitely available. You can click a button and you've got her right at your ear. I'm going to whisper into the calm. Um, do you have the credits? <laughs> um, way too loud, but trying to make sure no one else hears it. <laughs> okay, yeah, she's like, yeah. Is he wanting his credits now? Yes, yes. I mean, yes, yes, he does. <laughs> he's like, all right. What proof is he giving us that he's? got some inclination of what he's doing. Uh, she's going to think about how to word it. She's going to say, uh, she has something special that only a Jedi would. Mel, what has he got? Of course. He's, he's got a lightsaber. He's got a lightsaber. <laughs> it looks mad legit. Mel's like at any moment ready to interject, but she's, she's like restraining herself. <laughs> We'll just give him the credits. Um, Transfer the credits over to him. Okay, just walk me through it. Um, she's going to look over at mm -hmm. uh, Balikia. Do you have any of the credits? Check your pockets. She's like, use your device. 
transfer the credits to him and you'll be done. Is this something that would feel straightforward to Mel? Yes, like, yes, yes, yeah. Okay. Um, you didn't know that you didn't, the thing is you didn't know you had to pay. Right. So now that we've got authorization from Wadi and we've kind of run things by her, mm -hmm. um, Mel's going to step back into the room and she's going to say, all right, we're ready to make the transfer. Wait. Yes. Nand is going to climb down from the tree because he's been able to follow where they went. And he's going to try and stealth through the town. <laughs> with, with his hood up, arms inside his cloak, cloak very tightly closed around to cover up everything. Okay. Uh, and he's going to try and quietly go to the house where they are at. Okay. You go. Let's see if you can stealth your way through. <laughs> you you start making it. Success. Yeah. Uh, you and you 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 hear a couple of kids go. What's that? What's that? I ignore them as I just press onward. And then I knock quietly on the door. Okay. Y'all hear a I'm knock at the door? door. <laughs> He's like, who'd you bring? What is this? This is probably our ally. Um, he's a little conspicuous. Uh, let me just make sure things are okay. Mel walks over the door and opens it. Okay. Hair. All right. Yes. You see. And, and is looking at her from under his. You, you see a cloaked individual where it's like just a huddle of cloaks. <laughs> Mel opens the door and beckons him in. When we're inside, Gam lowers the hood. We aren't giving you any payment until we can verify that the lightsaber is real. The the Gand makes a good point. Um, he pulls it out, lights it up, cuts his table in half, puts it away. Done? <laughs> This might be racist, but I'd heard your people were less violent than this. Very well. We'll transfer the credits over. Um, Mel takes out her credit chip and moves as if to interface with his eyebrow raise. Okay. She transfers the agreed upon amount. All right. He, he, he goes, all right. He reaches down, pulls out this little disc, and goes, all the information you need is right here. Where they're at, how many people, what's going on, what's needed. We'd like the lightsaber as well. That wasn't agreed upon. It's only going to be a conspicuous travel object for you, and I'm sure you don't want to leave it behind. Okay, what kind of negotiation check do I need to make to try and convince him to part with the lightsaber? Um, he's not parting with a lightsaber. 
He's like, I'm not getting, giving y'all a lightsaber. I can sell this for a lot more money than what you can give me. And I could also turn it into the Sith for a good bounty in case something happens. We could anonymously let the Sith know that you were assisting Jedi escape off planet. And then you I would lose your Jedi friends. I, I think we're at a bit of an impasse here where we need to trust each other. I think that trust would go a long way if you relinquish that lightsaber. No. Well, streetwise. Okay. How much money does he do? I think he could possibly get for a lightsaber in the cur in, in on the black market. A lot. A lot. Yeah, more than more than what you have. More than our payment. More than your payment. That's not the lightsaber I'm looking for anyway. Nope, that's not there. <laughs> Every lightsaber looks like that lightsaber for a second. So, you can get out now. Well, Frizz is going to take that disc and put it on her person. Um, say, yeah, thanks for lunch uh, and leave. Okay. What She's is the try shortest to get some direction to the forest from here? Do what? The shortest direction to the forest from his house. Uh, pretty much the same way you came. Okay. Fritz, do you, um, you go back into that room later tonight and take that lightsaber? <laughs> well, we already are breaking and entering. Do you think he'll be here tonight? I don't know, but I think I don't like leaving it in his hands, and I don't like rescuing Jedi and leaving them unarmed. I feel that we could take it from him, but the only option would be to murder him. Well, I guess I like that less than rescuing Jedi unarmed. <laughs> All right, let's proceed. I, these are dark times when even the closest thing we have to allies on this planet are more interested in profiteering from this war than they are of helping people. Very well. Uh, I, let's see I'm what kind of information every I'm Every once in a while, it has to come down to the greatest force of all in the galaxy. Force. Gave credit. Oh, that force. Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I never have any. We 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 don't have enough yay mighty credits to buy that lightsaber. I couldn't convince him of anything we have to trade. Unless you want to trade him a starship. Do we have one of those? We don't want to trade him a starship. Yeah, that doesn't seem Even like then, I think that might be a difficult trade. <laughs> my, 
my whole career up till meeting you guys was convincing people to let go of their objects so that I wouldn't have to kill them for them. I think what we need to do is move on from this uncomfortable situation as quickly as possible. What have we got on this disc? Let's see if we can queue it up. Let's head back out to the woods first. You guys leave town first, then I follow later. We meet up in the woods, similar to where we would have stashed the uh, cloaks, the, the EV suits. I have a tent in my pack. We'll set up the tent. We'll cover it with brush. And once we're in the tent, we'll see what's on the disc. I'm getting a lot of static. Are we all right? I think so. Okay. Sorry. That was a, an agreement, a consent. I'll defer to the person who knows anything about skullduggery when it comes to bought and paid for intelligence. Yeah, I want to see what's on the disc. <laughs> okay. You you find, you, you turn it on, and it's a schematic of a location probably about seven or eight miles roughly from y'all. Um, it actually looks very similar to um, the base that y'all just, that y'all uh, went to um, and rescued some other Jedis. Very, very similar. Thinking back to the construction of the uh, the first base we went to, are these like, is this base like a new installation? Is it possible this is um, like a template the Sith could have installed in multiple places? Or have um, these been here for a while? Possible. I mean, there is no guarantee, but there is possible. Okay. That's a, a reasonable working theory at the very least. Yeah. I mean, it, you you can tell that this isn't, you know, you, you recognize this setup completely, 100%. Okay. Any other reasonable intelligence on this? I mean, obviously, this gives us a sense of the place and where it is. Um, any details about, like, watches or the amount of support it might have? Uh, roughly probably about 13 to 17 people, he thinks, um, just okay. by quick observations uh, and writing stuff down. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a lot of traffic going in. Like, very rarely do things go in or out. Um, same for watchtowers, etc., etc. Does the disc suggest in any manner an appropriate time that is uh, best to go to this place, like at dawn or dusk? Or... No. Not at all. I think 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> very, very specific. Yeah, I suppose we should... We should go before dawn. Use the darkness as cover. The other idea is that uh, we pretend that you guys are my prisoners and that I'm turning you guys in for money. I feel like that gets us in the door, but not much further. Gan, make a perception check. I think you forgot about something. Um, while you're doing that, um, oh, yeah. There you, now you remember. <laughs> no, no, he's, 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 he was thinking, he knew that that would fail at that point, but that at least gets them past the towers. Okay. 
you still think he's still trying to get in touch with Lottie to find a forger because all of his contacts died. Mm. Yeah, so I guess that wouldn't work. You're not much of a bounty hunter right now legally. Okay. Um, if that's the case, then, uh, I mean, we could go in guns blazing. Um, I mean, that, that worked to middling success the first time. Um, that might draw your not-so-friendly friends. Yeah, which I'm still a little terrified of. Uh, um, I'm, I'm concerned that this whole thing has been set up to draw you guys into a trap by your not-so-friendly friends. I, the wanted posters have your name on them, too. I think at this point, they're drawing all of us in. Yeah, I wasn't worried about that until you said something. I think they're way more interested in the Jedi than one guy with a rifle. I'm not sure that this has been very obvious, and, and thank you if it hasn't, but I'm not much of a Jedi. I'm, I'm not even... more sensitive, and they're way more concerned about that. I think they're, they're colonial in their ambitions. I think they're concerned about hearts and minds and conquering people, and I think anyone who's a member of a resistance movement is an enemy of the Sith. And I, I, for one, am terrified that this is the potential outcome, that we could be walking right into a trap. I still think we have to do it. I don't think we have any choice but to make an effort to save the Jedi. I think they're the hope that's going to bring this galaxy back together. Unless you're ready to live under the Sith. Well, yeah, he was not a great Jedi. Although he has brought with him a galvanizing force for the resistance. Does the um, does the intelligence we receive give any indication of like a second entrance to this facility? No. Um, you've got the main entrance where you know the gate opens up, and then you've got you know a fence line. But other than that, that's it. No underground way. No secondary way. That's about it. Well, it looks like the least supervised part. I mean, like, um, that's line. Yeah. Um, you think that maybe coming through the backside of the building, uh, maybe your bet, best bet because the building is very close to the edge of the fence line. That would be your best bet. Your closest. It's not the greatest. Okay. So, at this point, I think we, we head to the facility, wait for night, and then as stealthily as possible, move through the back line and go in the back way through the facility. I think if we're lucky, we keep an eye on what the watch is like. We catch someone who's distracted or whose attention isn't fully on their duties and we can sneak in relatively unmolested. And if that doesn't work, we encounter hopefully minimal resistance. That's that's the best I've got, folks. I, I think I think 
if you've got any other suggestions, I'm, I'm more than open to them. No, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> you hear a squat come over your comms. Well, did you get the information? Yeah, we've uh, we've got the intelligence. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a tough nut to crack. Um, it's a facility not unlike the one that we encountered right before we ran into you again. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's guarded, and the entrances don't look particularly promising. So how are we going to get in? Well, our working plan is to go in the back door um, and fight our way in if necessary. There's a back door? Well, it, there's a slightly less guarded back end of the <laughs> facility. I mean, that's... Um, I think Maloki is suggesting that we create a back door. You got explosives to do that? I have some of them left over, but they were on the ship. If we have our sabers with us, uh, we could probably cut through it. Up to y'all. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we're cutting through with sabers, unless you've got a better plan uh, or some, some more ideas. Um, as I say, our options feel pretty limited. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. Um, it's up to y'all because I can't help you. We can't get close. Okay. We've already caused too much of an issue, and if we bring a ship that close, they'll see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, we're gonna head on in. Exit strategy for this mission. I think punch our way in, punch our way out. Minimize the amount of time we're in the facility for. That, that wasn't what I meant. I meant what planet. is the exit plan for getting off planet? Oh, the plan is you have a designated area that they have set aside for y'all to go to. Okay. Because by that time, we have to come down and just pick you up. Okay. Right. I'm concerned about wanna... this being a one-way trip. You don't want to come down and try to rescue us because we basically get one shot at getting this close to the planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And once that that has happened, yeah, okay, that makes sense. All right, well, um, I, I, I say let's do this. I say this is the punch and run approach. Um, the most effective way to steal something is to to just go in, grab it, and get out. Um, if we don't give them time to put their defenses together or to to mount an appropriate response, then maybe that gives us the chance we need to go in there and get get our people. Okay. I guess that's what you're going to have to do. Hey, I'll be right back. I got something in my eye. I just noticed that. I was like, are you all right, Jackie? <laughs> I was about to ask if you were okay. I'm going to run. <laughs> all right, take a, take a break. Everybody go pee real quick if you need to go pee. <laughs> I see Jackie over there digging in her eyeball. I'm like, are you okay? Uh-oh. All right. All right, so your plan is to go through the back side of the building. Are you going to go through the back side of the building or just through the back side of the fence? Because cutting through the wall would probably take a lot longer than you think it would be. I think we're, we're cutting through the back side of the fence. Okay. And then just kind of as quickly as possible getting around to the, the front of the building. Okay. Just trying to avoid the towers and, and the patrols. 
Okay. Not a problem. We'll let Jackie take her break for a second. We'll chill out. So, how did you get assassinated while we we're doing this? Um. Were you playing Animag? Or not Animag? Um. Grandma. No, I was playing Madrek into Slayers. Um. Slayer spam. Mm-hmm. It's not actually a terrible matchup, but you have to alpha really hard, and I had nine fan blades going on a Slayer. Dice off six. Nine fan blades on a Slayer. Dice off six should do like enough. A cool thirty-eight damage. So I was expecting to redirect some attacks into a second Slayer. And instead, I left the first Slayer alive on 14 boxes. Oh, my gosh. Um, they needed sevens to hit, but they were work rides. So they only needed fives. And they were guided-handed, so they had three dice needing fives. <laughs> so they all hit. They just rolled trash for damage. Um, and I, I ended up having a turn where I went down to very, very low camp, maybe even a zero camp, basically just trying to push really, really hard into like getting as much work done in a turn as possible to kind of come back from that moment. Um, because I was going to lose the attrition if I didn't. And I, I had a pretty decent comeback turn, and I got to be a, in a position where I was like, there's a lot of things you have to do to assassinate me here. Try to assassinate me. Odds are it succeeds, but if it fails, I win the game. And yeah. that was that was the out that I had. And and he went for it, and it worked. So it was all good. Uh, it worked on, I think, the last Hellfire, though. The last one you had available. You good, Jackie? Oh, wait, one second, you guys start talking about War Machine. <laughs> I was prompted. I, I, I did prompt because I want to know what happened. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to game. chat with Tim lately about War Machine stuff. So. Yeah, we got to talk about our dolls. Yep. Our main dollies. <laughs> I'm on a Little metal men. called Executive War Dolls, yeah. where we talk nice. about <laughs> miniatures. That's pretty awesome. Uh, and whenever I go to America, um, when you're crossing the border, they'll ask like what you're going to do. And I say, we're going to a doll convention and they're like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, it's okay. They're war dolls. And they're just like, carry on, please. <laughs> and then they see your carry on bag. Oh. oh my God. Never tell anyone they're hollow. Just never do it. <laughs> That's good to keep in mind. I did not know that. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm putting my contact on your stream. It's okay. I'm probably grossing out half of your viewers. Wait, Nobody does that cares. gross people out? Just a contact lens? Anything grosses anybody out nowadays, Tim. You know better than that. It's true, they're also triggered. They probably have to pay extra for it. Like... Someone's going to think that you guys beat me up or something. Whoa. That's really hard to do via, like, the the internet. The interweb <laughs> digital oh. punching. <laughs> no, you just let know when you're ready, you Jackie. You're the first. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, y'all said y'all going to wait till night and do it sometime after, like, what, 2 a.m.? Well, we've got a bit of a hike to get there, right? Correct. It's it's about a seven-hour, seven seven it's about a seven-mile hike. So, I mean, what time do we get there? Like, is that midday, or? Um, it depends. I mean, are y'all going to chill out until then? No, no, I think we're, we're heading pretty directly to there. And once <laughs> we're there, um, Mel and Gand, or I guess all of us, are going to take some time to like surveil the the watch sequence and see what their guard rotation looks like and, and make an informed decision. Okay. Um, I second that. Yes. Okay. You 
make it there roughly, I would say about, uh, give or take, probably about seven or eight at night, give or take how you travel. Okay. Well, then I think, I think it makes sense to take the four or five hours to really surveil their rotations. Mel, of course, being a Chiss, can see perfectly in the dark. So she's going to, you know, kind of quietly message over the comms to Gandon to Fritz what's going on, like tell them about the movements of the guards, um, get a really good sense for them, um, stay kind of behind the tree line so that they're not making themselves obvious, but uh, really do their preparation work. While, while they've been, while we've been walking there, Gand has been picking up sticks and leaves and small pieces of brush and stuff and putting them all over his robe. Okay. <laughs> Prepping your ghillie suit. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, y'all get there. And like I said, it's, it's dark by the time you get there. It's not, you know, pitch black because there are lights around the area. Um, search lights flashing off around, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you, you've seen this before, so it's not anything big. Um, other than that, just let me know when and how or what you're going to do, because you've got the reign of the area until you figure out what you want to do. You do not see any patrols going in or out, though. That's immediate. The towers look occupied. I'm assuming there's two towers in this structure as well. Yes. And they're occupied, yeah. Okay. Correct. I don't think Frizz has a blaster on her. Mel actually does have a blaster on her. She doesn't like to use it, though. Is it two towers or four? Four, one on each corner. Okay. I mean, we could get real aggressive and try to take out the guards in the towers, but that feels a little on the dodgy side. Okay. Well, I mean... Mel's going to make a note of what they what they see in terms of patrols. Um, and the people we can identify in the towers, does it look like one per tower, two per tower? One per tower. Is there any kind of rotation that occurs? Nope. Not right now. Nope, I can't tell if there's any pattern to how the lights are passing across the... <laughs> nope. That's smart. Yeah. Well, um, I could try to make a distraction in the woods and maybe draw out the uh, the guards. It worked before. I don't have a I don't have a flamethrower equipment on me, but I'm sure I could improvise something. What happens when a lightsaber touches wood? It cuts, um, it. It cuts through it. Uh, we don't tend to ignite wood because the burning temperature is too high. Um, like the lightsabers come in too quickly. Mm. It almost it almost melts wood. Fascinating. 
Well, kind of. Also kind of problematic. Um, okay, options here. Um, what about, like, just trying to sneak to the front door? Try to avoid the tower. Is, is there any kind of coverage or brush or anything like that? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a decent amount of brush. There's very little open space between the fence and the woods. Like, okay. maybe about 15 feet of that. Um, you can tell that this is pretty new on the setup. Okay. Um, and then between the fenced area and the actual entrance to the compound, how, how quickly could we cross that space? Oh, it's only maybe like six feet. Okay. I think we're going to try the stealth approach. Um, Gan, do you have any stealth expertise here that you could pass on? Don't get seen. <laughs> if you guys insist. Thanks, Gan. <laughs> Okay, um, Mel's gonna see if um, she can wait for a Again, moment. My, my modus operandi wasn't stealing stuff; it was convincing people to part with their stuff, their hostages, etc., so that I didn't have to kill them. Well, um, I found the Sith to be remarkably poor negotiating partners. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it tends to be we have to kill them. Okay. Um, their hostages, prisoners, etc. I think we're gonna we're gonna try to sneak. Um, Mel is going to take her time and like look at the the route, the place that they're going, mm -hmm. and she's gonna let uh, I, I, Fritz. You're probably the best at sneaking of the group, right? Probably, I would assume. Okay. The best at everything. She'll <laughs> let the people who are the best at sneaking go first, so as to alert the guards' attention for the smallest amount of time. I think that means Mel goes last. Okay. How many dice of uh, agility do you have? I have two. I also have two, mm. and no ranks in stealth. Okay. Um, I guess I can go first, then. I have two in agility. We're all really bad at sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for this. I'm like, nobody. <laughs> I thought murder hobos was the way you're supposed to play. <laughs> I mean, I'm just afraid there's a lot of them. I mean, we may have to murder hobo our way out. <laughs> the thing is, stealth can turn into murder hobo pretty quickly. All right. The other option is if we want to just spend a few rounds aiming and all fire blaster pistols at the guards at the same time. We can Each try pick a tower, try to shot. Rifle. <laughs> Booey for you. Uh, great. You get two towers to take out. Uh, Fritz, um... Why don't you and I try to each take out one of the guards in one of the towers, and Gand, you try to cover the other two. If we can take them all out quickly and near simultaneously, then maybe we won't alert anyone to our presence and we can just walk right in. That might be more... They have better armor than we do. Even with my weapon, called headshot even, wouldn't stop them from notifying. I think the only way we have is to sneak. All right. Very well. Mel's brave and stupid. She'll go first. I was just checking to see what the uh, difficulty would be to shoot medium range with a weapon and having heavy cover. 
is not good. <laughs> Gan, Gan could already have said that those shots were bad shots because the blaster rifle gives you the range to shoot them, but they're yep. still in heavy cover. Correct. All right. Uh, standard difficulty sneaking attempts, then? Yes. Um, okay. Two purples for standard. Because I'm sure you're going to wait till like lights are mo- not moving over that area yep. that you want to go. Common sense plays a factor in that. So yes. So how are you? I'm going to ask you this before you even move up there. How are you going to get through the fence? I'm going to try um, to go fence. You're going to what? The fence. You know, if you try um, to go over, you're probably going to get stuck because there is a bunch of, you know, deterrents up there. Um. Mel has uh, like um, wire cutters. Uh, Are you she sure? Use to make a small hole. Do you have your wire cutters on you? Uh, well, I, I have my mechanic toolkit, which includes wire cutters. <laughs> ah, see, that's that was. <laughs> uh oh. Sounds like a ray crash. Oh. It's in my military oh. belt pouch. Oh. Skype is messing up. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, we'll wait to see if Tim comes back. <laughs> right on the good that's, part, too. That's can an you, adventure. Can you hear us, Tim? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can hear you fine. I just don't know if you can hear me. I can hear you. We can't see you. There you go. You're coming back. Uh, okay. Cool. Okay. Um, okay. You, um, I, I'll let you do that because you, you typically carry your mechanical your mechanic kit with you. So, mm-hmm. Okay. All right, go ahead for it, Mel. Let's see what happens. All right, so Mel's going to move over there. Uh, if she feels like she hasn't been noticed, quietly cut a small entrance and then try to cross over to the the entrance to the actual facility. Well, you're going to crawl over there. After yep. you crawl over there, then you can... You, you have to sneak around the other side. But you move over there... And you go, and you start digging for your toolkit, and you don't find your cutter. That is concerning. Um, okay. She'll try to sneak back, I guess. Okay. Try to sneak back. Oh, dear. It's even worse this time. Ooh, better. Better. Um, you get back. You can see that they're sitting there right there looking at you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I, I was certain I had it. I, I thought I even checked for it, but it's it's clearly not here. Um, I don't know if I dropped it in the woods or something or left on the ship. Maybe it was the jumping out of a plane, but I'm missing my wire cutter. Um I mean, obviously, a lightsaber will cut through that fence and immediately draw everyone's attention. I think that's a bad idea. Frizz, check your pockets. Um, Frizz checks her pockets because it sounds like something she might have. Um, yeah. you you do actually find a pair of cutters in your pockets. <laughs> First, Frizz inspects the cutters to see if she didn't steal Malikia's because she does have sticky fingers. <laughs> you notice that they are her cutters. They are hers? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. She's um, compulsive. Um, 
Frizz gonna say, you know what? I think I have something in my pocket. Let, let me go see if there's a hole or something. Um, and Frizz is going to, she'd rather risk her life than <laughs> expose her, uh, her vices. And she's going to attempt to sneak over to the same location of the fence <laughs> and cut her own hole. Mel is so naive and trusting. <laughs> she's just like, it's so good that Frizz was prepared. That's her immediate reaction. Um, Frizz is uh, really good at trench crawling, so she's just going to zip over there, laying down as low as she could. Um, what what did you roll for for, uh, for sneaking? Just Agility jump. and two purple dice. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. This is like the trench all over again. Okay, um, you get over there, and you start working at it, <clears throat> and you're like, you get over there real quietly and stuff, and you cut through it real quick, and you get to the other side, and all of a sudden you're like, come on, let's go, really loud. She's <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Um, <laughs> so after she, like, really obnoxiously signals to them to uh, come over, um, She's going to peek her head out. What does she see when she inspects the area? It's obviously really dark, so she has limited vision. But does she see any, you know, anybody looking at her? Um, give me a second. What the heck was that? I don't know why that opened up. Oh, All right. Yeah, I got right, yeah. You do that. I don't know why this all opened up like this. Give me a second. It's funny because it made all of our computer screens lighter, and now we can all see each other much much better now. Mm. Oh, I see what it did. Got some backlighting. Because yeah. I hit enter, and so it put it in a full screen. Mm. Is what it was. All right, you uh, you sit there and you like say that, and all of a sudden you hear this voice come off from one of the towers on the left. What was that? <laughs> uh, Frizz you... is really good at making animal sounds. Um, are there any, there are birds that are local to this area, I'm sure. So she's going to uh, try to throw her voice and make a very subtle like, hoo-loo-loo, hoo Yeah, so that's going to be a... Um... I'm going to say that's a coercion. Coercion. All right, let's look that up here quick. Oh, oh, that's a fun one. That's a neat application of coercion. Yeah. I dig it. That's uh, it's willpower based. And uh, she's very good at coercing people. Um, she's debating on using a force die. <laughs> <laughs> flip it, flip, flip that we over. Only have one. We only have one. <laughs> <laughs> we do only have, I feel like I use every one. It doesn't matter how many we have. Um, you said two purple? Two purple. Okay. <laughs> you do. You sit there and you make the noise and all of a sudden the spotlight moves away from you and looks around somewhere else. Um, but when you do that, you, you, like, look over, and you can see, like, your friends. Everybody else is looking at, like, down. They're like, holy shit, we're going to die. They got that look like, we're going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Gant. Uh, 
I guess, cover me. Gan well, sets up in one of in some of the shrubbery, which is back fifteen feet, mm-hmm. and tries to be very, very still with his rifle to cover Malokia. All right, Mel's gonna go up to the gate as sneakily as she did the previous times, for better or for worse, and she's gonna see if she can cross over. Okay, sneak over. Okay. You sneak over there and you're you're up to the fence and you try to get through and she's only cut it for half the size needed for you. <laughs> that was a negative. <laughs> Mel is uh You're, you're, you're like, like really low to the ground right now, trying to get in. She's like six feet away from Fritz, right? Like, yeah. Like she's she's just gonna kinda like tug it a little bit and like indicate pretty clearly, like please hand me the cutters or toss them my way. Um, and and as soon as she has them, she's going to try to open up the hole a little bit wider. Okay. Um, I'm going to whisper to her very quiet, quietly, um, here, you can keep them. <laughs> you, you, you get them, and instantly you notice that they're your cutters. They've got, like, like a, a worn grip that she's used, like, a hundred times yeah. before. They're, like, immediately familiar. Um Mel is going to triage that one for later as less important for the current events. And she's going to clip the rest of the opening open uh, with comfort and familiarity of using one's own tools. Yes. And then she's going to slip through. You can slip through no problem after that. Um, As soon as she's through, uh, she, you know, gets over to the building where she's got a little bit more cover from the the towers. And then she's going to glance up at them using her night vision. And see if she can spot like the infrared signature of the guard, or if anyone's watching. You don't see anything out of the ordinary. Okay, um, she's gonna like cover her mouth and voice so that nothing is super obvious. And over the encrypted comms, she's gonna just say, "All right, Gand, it's your turn." Okay. Gand is going to attempt this by uh, slinging the strap on his blaster. Okay. But it's at his side, under his cloak. And since he's been sitting there putting brush and everything, he's going to try and keep the cloak over top of him and belly crawl his way over to the uh, hole in the fence. Okay. Go for it. Standard Gan. <laughs> yep. You you start crawling and everything, and all of a sudden you try to go through the fence and you're stuck on the fence. You're like, it's still not big enough for you to fit through with all the stuff on your body. And you see the searchlight coming back towards your area. Uh, I am going to try and very quickly go back for the bush. Okay. And you the crawl truck. back to the bush. And you get back in there. All right. Um, Mel's going to wait for the searchlight to pass. And she's going to radio over to Gan that she'll see what she can do. Um, as soon as there's a moment and the searchlight's passed and it's kind of the last place they're looking, she's going to walk back over and she's going to cut the hole really wide and really open and really clear while still trying to keep it not spectacularly obvious to a searchlight. Okay. Um, 
and she's going to make sure that there's enough room for, for Gan to get through really unambiguously, and then she's going to sort of sneak back to their cover. Okay. You can do it, no problem. It's You can pretty reach out from the building and do it. Okay. Uh, as soon as that's taken care of, she, she radios back over to Gan and says, I, I think it should be safe this time. Give it another try. Well, while she's been doing that, Gand has been taking various more pokey things off of his uh, ghillie suit robe that he has uh, <laughs> okay. made during the day. All right. <laughs> Better. But not good enough. Uh, you climb over there. And you're able to get through, uh, but you're not 100% sure if you've been seen or not. Okay. Operating under the assumption that they haven't been seen, um, Mel's going to kind of grab the group together, and we're going to round the building. Okay. Uh, get staying pretty close to flush against it, trying to keep ourselves undercover. Um, we're going to go to the entrance and deal with what we can. All right. You All right. get through, no problem. Uh, is there like a computer terminal to unlock the door? No, oh, yeah. yeah, standard. Okay, uh, well, this is my moment. Computers, I can sneak past. Mel's going to head up to the computer and see if she can hack her way in. Prince is silently cheering her on. <laughs> you get in you pop is pops open no problem <laughs> and you're it, it looks exactly the same as before like exactly the same or like exactly the same exactly the same all right um well mel knows how this works so she's gonna rush into the room as quickly as possible take a quick surveillance of it, and if there's anyone there, um, the plan changes. But if there isn't, she's going to head over to the uh, central computer terminal. Okay. You pretty much come in, you go to the right door, and cool checks. Cool checks. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Two or just three? No, man. Uh, could, could be worse. We're, we're focusing on learning opportunities this session. <laughs> Growth as a person. Character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, y'all come in and y'all all are... Obviously, we're expecting something. And you notice two guys sitting at one of the ter terminals right now. And the door opens up. And they go to start shooting so we can do an initiative check and don't have to worry about worry about anything um just go with the vigilance now because it's all ready that is similar to cool for me 
Not bad, but also Good not. Again. Yeah. Random number generation. Don't you love it? And then. You know, this is out of the game, but that is so true because if you use the Google Dice app, it never rolls good. Ever. <laughs> Does it not? <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I mean, I've played enough dice games to know that I also just never roll good in person, so. I roll better with whatever. Dice. Yes. Oh, so true. All right, um, y'all have first initiative, then I, and then you two, due to the failure that y'all had gotten. Okay, so what did we uh, what did we see in this room? What uh... you see two uh, armed individuals with blasters pointed at you, uh, standing behind the same. It's an exact copy of what y'all saw last time. Okay, uh, are they at a computer terminal? Like, are they about to sound an alarm or be able to? Yes, they're them? they're both at the computer terminal. But if they're firing blasters at us, that's a two-handed weapon. Okay, I mean that that gives us something. Um, okay, well I think um, I'm, okay. I think Mel's just gonna charge in and try to like lightsaber the first one down really quickly. Just try to okay. end end the combat before it has begun, so to speak. Go for it. Okay. Well, shit. Uh, yeah, some uh, some mm -hmm. things happen. Um, so she's going to do twelve damage to him, and she's going to give her two allies. Sorry, she's going to give Fritz an advantage by sort of knocking him off his balance a little bit, and she's going to give both of them disadvantage on their blaster attacks by kind of jumping in and sort of. Unless he's dead, he's is he good still or no? He's dead. I can okay. just tell by just the base damage. <laughs> uh, in that case, she's going to give advantage to both of her allies and disadvantage to that gentleman there. Okay. Um, the remaining one, who's kind of maybe a little shaken off his feet by the killing blow, okay. sort of sudden decisive attack. So um, uh, a red disadvantage is it? What, is it? Uh, no, no, it's just a black die. Just a black die. Okay, making yeah. sure. All right, because he's going to go and he's going to shoot you, being super startled. He switches his gun around, flips a die for a bonus. Wait, bonus is the other. Yeah, <laughs> wrong one. Uh, flips it over for a bonus to balance out because he hates these nasty Jedi's. Good, good call. I'm that guy who died was his best friend. Yeah, nasty, nasty you killed Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> Name that movie. What killed Fritz? Who killed? You killed Fritz. Uh, he shoots, and when it does, what it shoots ball? off next to him and hits some other panel and starts frying. Do the security cameras behind them still work? Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Fritz immediately looks over there, make sure they're still functioning. Um, I guess that ends his turn. Yeah. One of you two. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say by the Gans roll that it's Frizz's turn next. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, Frizz, you have an advantage. 
she she does have an advantage, and she's going to get down into a super squat, which is her signature move, squat rocket. She's working on it all day and on top of the Jedi Tower there that we're staying at. Um, nice. So she crouches down super low and then flies in the air, uh, trying to swoop down on him to hit him in the head there with her lightsaber. Okay. Um, this is a lightsaber roll, and I'm pretty good at those. Yeah, yeah both of y'all are really good at light- And he's fucking dead, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's no need. A little bit there. Yeah, you swing in, you jump up over the console, come down, and just kind of like go right through half of his body. Land with a twist. Lightsaber kind of spurs off the ground and sparks up, and then you stand up and like you put your lightsaber up and kind of like gunslingered it into your whole into the clip, <laughs> and stand up. She, yeah, she is extremely satisfied after that. Um, it is becoming easier and easier to kill people every day for <laughs> the good of the universe. <sighs> I sit in the making. And walks in calmly because they've taken care of all the people who could shoot him. Pretty much. Um, Mel is like seeing the, the zeal with which Fritz just killed that person and has got a kind of We'll deal with this later expression on her face. And she walks over to the computers to see if they can determine anything. Uh, if they're in functioning order, if I can get a sense of like a prisoner manifest or anything like that. Even um, like the recordings from the cells that we saw in the previous. Um, um, you don't notice anything in the ordinary. You can start clicking around. Give me a computer check. Oh, yeah. Computers all the way. Let's. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of formal training. Study their map that they have. See if there's a better way into these rooms besides breaking the glass. Okay. You you find it and a door opens up to the left hand side of you. Like as a result of the computer work you do? Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, here's the door. And you open up the door. We head through that door. All right, all three of you. Mel's going first, lightsaber at the ready. If anyone attacks someone wielding a lightsaber, then we've got tacit permission to kill them. I'm on, second. Gand will take up the rear, following uh, by sort of back-to-back with the rest of the group with the blaster. Oh, oh, oh. Um, before Frizz leaves the room... She takes the blaster off the guy's body, zooming still okay. in his hand. All right. It's not been. Give me one second. Someone messaged me real quick. So about um, eight p.m. my time, I feed um, a bunch of outdoor cats, and are they all sitting there? <laughs> they're, they're all. I'm, I'm right at my window. There's a window right behind me, and they're all just staring at me. Okay. Sorry, I had to answer that real quick. Um, okay, you go in. <clears throat> um, you, just the same floor plan as the other one. Exact same floor plan. You uh, go to your right and open up the first one, and nothing's in there. Keep looking. Go to the next one. Nothing in go there. Go to the next one. Nothing in there. Frisbee is having a flashback, uh, seeing these familiar hallways. Um, 
She recalls seeing a large droid. Was it at? Was that at the uh, at the Jedi one? It was in the center one that was kind of behind the two-way mirror type thing that y'all were talking about. That was right oh, okay. behind it. So she starts keeping an eye out for one of those. Um, but that's pretty much right behind. Y'all haven't gotten to that area yet. Yeah. Keep looking? Yeah, we're going to keep looking. Okay. All right, you keep on moving. You move to another one. Tell me whenever you want to go to the one. Uh, if you're going to do anything different, otherwise I'm going to go through the rooms just going around. Um, you nope. come to it. Uh, next one you find is empty. Uh, the one next to that is empty. Uh, and then you're coming to the one that's behind the AKA two way mirrored type one. Um, you open it up um, and you see a body laying on the table. Uh, Mel's going to immediately go over to the body and see if it's alive or dead. Uh, you move over there. And uh, make a cool check. Uh, anybody this, else is going there, make a cool check. Is yeah, this uh, standing outside guarding the hallway because he can't help injured people? Question. Frizz? Is this, is this fear-based? This is fear-based. Excellent. I get to make use of my confidence. Um, fear. Still not 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 as confident as I might have been. Uh, Fritz is fine though. Fuck. Yeah. She's like, I got this. You're not shocked by this, Fritz, but you go over there and you move the body because it's kind of facing away from you, and you pull it back, and this face is real mangled up on the left hand side. You can see burn marks all through the arms, like on the left side of the body is like really been tortured up. Um, like some fingers are missing on the left hand. Um, pit marks, face has been burnt up and you pull it over, you recognize the face, Frizz um, immediately you recognize it um, Mel, you're kind of in shock and taken back as all of a sudden the eyes open up and it's like, you little shits why'd you take this long to find me and you notice that it's Turk <sighs> and that's where we're going to hold it right now because it is 8 o'clock, and I'm going to hold it right there because I want to hold the suspense on this for the next episode. Um, because this is where it's going to get interesting. Uh, if you're watching on Twitch, we'll be back next Wednesday. Or if you're on Facebook watching us, we'll be back next Wednesday on this. Uh, if you don't know who Turk is, watch our first few episodes. Uh, and you can find out who he is and why this is an important part of the story. Other than that... Wednesdays from now. Or what? Yeah, we know who Turk is. Yeah, they know who Turk is, but if you don't, watch the first episodes or just ask. Look, look us up on Facebook, like us, follow us, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm gonna shut it all down, and then we'll talk. <laughs>